Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This episode is part of our Minute CE curriculum. Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements, as well as the learning objectives. Hello, uh, my name is Dr. Patrick Ford. I'm a medical oncologist at Johns Hopkins University in Baltimore, Maryland. And I'm joined today by um, Dr. Charu Agarwal, um, the Leslie Heiser uh, Associate Professor professor of medicine at the University of Pennsylvania, and we're going to discuss um, some of the recent findings in the realm of perioperative therapy and immunotherapy for non-small cell lung cancer. Um, Charish was quite a remarkable meeting in many ways, both in terms of targeted therapy and also early stage lung cancer. Absolutely. I think this was one of the uh, meetings with the most lung data has come out uh, in one meeting, three packed days. Exactly. And I think it was, um, we, I think we as a field in lung cancer took up a lot of the presidential sessions, which was very encouraging. Um, first of all, I'm going to talk a little bit about the Checkmate 77T trial, which was presented by Dr. Tina Cascone from MD Anderson. Now, this is the um, fourth either neoadjuvant or perioperative phase three trial to report out. It's the third perioperative trial after the Aegean trial and the Keynote 671. In this trial, um, 459 patients were enrolled who received either a control arm of four cycles of um, neoadjuvant. The chemotherapy could be either carboplatin or cisplatin-based, or an investigational arm received um, the same platinum double chemotherapy plus nivolumab. In the investigational arm, patients received one year of adjuvant nivolumab. So a key difference between Checkmate 77T and Checkmate H16 is that there was one more cycle of therapy in the neoadjuvant setting and one full year of adjuvant immunotherapy, whereas Checkmate H16 was just neoadjuvant therapy. Overall, the arms in the trial were well-balanced. Um, so as we see in many of the neoadjuvant and perioperative trials, um, the stages skewed towards stage 3. 64% of patients in the trial had clinical stage 3 disease. Um, and about 56% of patients had PDL1 1% or above um, positive disease. In terms of the dispensation of the patients in the trial, um, 78% of patients in the neoadjuvant chemo plus nivolumab arm had a definitive surgery for their cancer. And we're seeing that across the perioperative trials, anything from 78 to 85% of patients in the chemo IO arms are actually having definitive surgery. Once patients had surgery, 62% of the intention to treat population commenced adjuvant treatment, and approximately two-thirds of those patients who commenced adjuvant completed it. So I think one thing to bear in mind in terms of perioperative trials is that while nearly all patients start the neoadjuvant therapy, nearly all patients complete the neoadjuvant therapy, not all patients get through the full um, course of treatment of more than one year. 77T was a positive study for the primary endpoint of event-free survival with a hazard ratio of 0.58, favoring chemo plus nivolumab. Interestingly enough, this is exactly the same hazard ratio for event-free survival as in Keynote 671. Most of the benefit for event-free survival um, here was seen in stage 3 disease, which is what we've also seen in the other clinical trials with a hazard ratio of 0.51, favoring chemo nivolumab for that group. Also, those patients who had PDL1 positive disease had were more likely to have a good outcome. Indeed, more than 50% of patients who had PDL1 high lung cancer in this trial had a pathological complete response. 
And in the overall population, the PCR rate was 25.3%. So overall, Checkmate 7070 was a positive trial and shows that the perioperative approach delivers significant benefits for patients. And I think one of the key questions here is as this trial matures and as Checkmate 816 also matures, um, which patients benefit just from neoadjuvant therapy and which patients will benefit more from a longer course of perioperative. Chara, what are your thoughts on this trial? I think this trial adds to our emerging um, excitement around perioperative therapy. This is the third trial to uh, really hone into this idea of both neoadjuvant and adjuvant clinical trials. We have seen positive data from AGN, Keynote 671, and now Checkmate 77T. I do think that this is firmly establishes um, that we should potentially be using perioperative therapy for almost all our patients, uh, given the signals that we are seeing, uh, not just with PATCR or EFS, but also in terms of early data for overall survival. Um, and I think this is uh, something that uh, is going to change management and change pathways at several institutions. Yeah, and I think I think that's a good uh, pathway into discussing um, Keynote 671. We had updates from several other phase three trials at ESMO, one of which was the perioperative study of chemotherapy plus pembrolizumab. And this was updated by John Spicer, looking at overall survival, which has matured. And this shows that those patients who received um, perioperative cisplatin-based chemotherapy with pembrolizumab and now have a significantly improved overall survival compared to chemotherapy alone with a hazard ratio of 0.72 favoring the chemopembrolizumab arm. Some of the subsets were also presented by Dr. Spicer. There's very significant benefit, as I mentioned, for higher stage cancer, also for pdl one positive disease. Some of the other subgroups, I think, will continue to follow for long-term outcomes. And indeed, here in the United States, um, the Keynote 671 regimen was approved by the FDA just prior to the ESMO meeting. So a very exciting week in terms of new options for early stage lung cancer. Achara, what are your thoughts in terms of our first immunotherapy trial, either neoadjuvant, adjuvant, or perioperative to show an overall survival benefit? Absolutely. I think it's so exciting. Uh, we have been waiting to see overall survival updates from many of these perioperative trials either new adjuvant alone or, you know, I think um, also the adjuvant trials. We think that the signal that we are seeing with Keynote 671 will formally um, uh, change our treatment paradigm to adopt a perioperative approach. And I think ultimately overall survival is the the ultimate uh, arbitrator. I agree. And I think we had two updates as well from Checkmate 816. Um, Dr. Mariano Prevencio presented three-year results on the chemotherapy plus nivolumab versus chemo alone and comparison by pdl one status. And I think one key thing I would pull out of Dr. Prevencio's presentation is that at three years, those patients who have a pathologic complete response to chemo plus nivolumab, which I'll remind you, it was about 24% of patients. They do extremely well with a medium uh, or with more than 95% of patients being alive at three years among those patients who have a pathologic complete response. And my thought is that perhaps these um, uh, this use of pathologic uh, complete response might help inform our treatment decisions for patients in the postoperative setting. What are your thoughts on that, Chara? Yeah, I would completely agree with that. And I think we we ultimately will need more biomarkers to really select patients adequately uh, for combination therapies, potentially, or uh, how to choose just beyond pdl one 
Thank you. And Dr. Mark Awad also presented data from another arm of Checkmate 816, which was an exploratory arm looking at nivolumab plus ipilimumab. This um, exploratory analysis did show significant benefits for those patients who got nivolumab plus ipilimumab with increased pathologic complete responses up to 20% and also improved event-free survival. One interesting finding here, though, in comparing doublet immunotherapy versus chemoimmunotherapy was that those event-free survival curves do cross with nivolumab plus ipilimumab at the very early points. So there are some patients who do not respond to nivolipi and perhaps in the short term do worse, but in the longer term have sustained benefit. And I think what this suggests to me is that we're not going to be rid of chemotherapy anytime soon for patients with early stage disease. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on Dr. Awad's presentation, Sharon? Exactly that, that I think chemotherapy is still a very critical role, is going to play a critical role in the management of these patients. And we're not quite there yet where we can select the right patients to omit chemotherapy. Uh, but I think we need trials like this to inform us of what may be important and what is not important. So I think it's an important step in the right direction. Exactly. And I think we also um, had during the ESMO meeting the the publication of the Aegean trial um, led by Dr. John Hamack in the New England Journal of Medicine. However, during the conference, Dr. Martin Reck um, presented translational science from the Aegean study, and this looked at circulating tumor DNA, um, the evolution during neoadjuvant chemoimmunotherapy with Durvalumab. In this analysis, um, just under half of the patients, 186 from 400 and one patients enrolled were evaluable for a tumor-informed circulating tumor DNA um, assay. In the, the arm of the study containing Dravalumab, there was an earlier and more significant reduction in circulating tumor DNA. Indeed, so in the Dravalumab containing arm, 66% of patients had cleared CT DNA by the time of surgery compared to 41% um, in the chemotherapy alone arm. And indeed, those patients who cleared CTVMA were significantly more likely to have a pathologic complete response. And one could envisage in the longer term that this could be one more um, biomarker, which could help us decide, but both in terms of perhaps in the distant future, which patients need surgery, but probably in the nearer future, um, how we can uh, determine postoperative therapy for such patients. Uh, what were your thoughts on the Aegean um, CTDNA analysis, Charlie? Yeah, I think this is, uh, again, good data. CTDNA is going to be informative, but I just don't think we are there yet, Patrick. I think what this trial showed us was that um, CTDNA in the perioperative period can sort of correlate to what response you're going to ultimately achieve. But I think the bigger question is, can we use CTDNA in the post-surgical setting to really determine who needs adjuvant therapy or not? Um, do all patients with that CR need therapy? Uh, maybe not. Uh, currently, clinical trials demonstrate that maybe even amongst those patients with bad CR, there is a slight advantage to receiving immunotherapy. Uh, but who are those patients who, who need that uh, uh, additional immunotherapy, I think needs to be answered by perhaps these biomarkers that can help us further select so use PAT-CR as a biomarker, then further refine using CTDNA, our approach in the post-operative management. I agree. And I think, so it's an exciting area. And I think perhaps our, our next developments will be more in terms of these biomarkers rather than novel drugs. But I think that it's going to be very um, exciting over the next few years. We'll, 
we leave it there. We've had a very exciting conference and, and both in terms of targeted therapy and immunotherapy for, for non-small cell lung cancer. You've been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is jointly provided by Global Learning Collaborative, GLC, and Total CME, LLC, and is part of our Minute CE curriculum. To receive your free CME credit or to download this activity, go to reachmd.com slash CME. Thank you for listening.